This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast, here to help you feel a little lighter. Hello, a little lighter listener. It's almost time to vote. If you're in the U.S., it's a very exciting time in our country. And whatever you believe in, those who disagree with you, you know who I'm talking about, those who disagree with you, they would love for you to believe that your vote doesn't matter. They would love for you to think that something else is more important than you going to the polls and representing your own hopes and dreams. So please vote. I can't wait to go cast my ballot. And I totally get it that you might feel like none of the candidates really represent your hopes and dreams. Who do you feel the most misrepresented by? Who do you feel is ruining our nation? Well, vote in a way will get them the hell out of office. They don't have to be perfect. Our representatives do not have to represent us perfectly, but let's be strategic. And, you know, you can kind of vote for this podcast too. If you enjoy this podcast, you're getting something out of it, which I really hope you are. Please write a review. Super easy. Just go to the podcast and scroll all the way down and you can write a review. It's usually at the bottom of all the show titles. I would really appreciate that. And that will help other people understand the value of this podcast and see that it's really a great belly dance podcast. I put my heart and soul into it. So if you can spend a couple minutes writing a review, oh my God, I will really appreciate it. I have some amazing podcast interviews that I'm going to be releasing over the next few months. I want to give you a little preview of that. Who knows Carmine Gaida? plays Ood, Jim Bush, super fun dance camp organizer, really fun person. And he's adored by so much of the belly dance community in the US and abroad. And this guy's a party making machine and I've got an interview with Carmine coming your way. He has performed with so many dancers and made them look really good. So he's gonna tell you some of the secrets of that chemistry and equation. And Amanda Hart, oh my God, she's adorable. She's this award-winning smiling shimmy queen from Kansas. There's gonna be a great Amanda Hart interview coming up too. And Rachel Fisher, a former circus performer who now practices, are you ready for this? Ceremonial botanical bodywork, which she created by weaving acupuncture and Chinese medicine and earth-centered shamanism. And the focus is working with non-psychedelic plant spirit medicine and ceremony and bodywork. Yes, she's a dancer and she's going to blow your mind. Eshe Yildiz, who was given her name by the dance legend Sema Yildiz. So this name Yildiz means star in Turkish, and she was given the name. Eshe was given the name after she performed at the famed Gar Casino in Istanbul. These are great interviews. I've already recorded them. They just need to be edited and produced, and then you'll get to enjoy them too. I'm not done. I have more interviews waiting to be released to you. Brenna Crowley, for example, of New York City, this fierce redhead who sometimes just shoot daggers out of her eyes between her smiles. She's got this commanding stage presence and this intensity, and she knows how to moonwalk. We're going to talk to her, and I need a drum roll. This is huge. Carolina Noricchio, who founded Fat Chance Belly Dance Style in the 1980s, aka ATS, American Tribal Style. She created this phenomenon, right? And we're going to talk to her about it. We're going to learn more about how she created it, what the face tattoos mean, what her favorite skirt is like, all kinds of amazing stuff. We're going to get the chance to talk to Carolina. And here's another teaser for what's coming up. I am heading to Korea. Yes, traveling to Asia during COVID era. I'm heading to Korea on Halloween, which is my 
40th birthday. And it's not just any Halloween either. It's a full moon Saturday night Halloween. The one I've never experienced and always thought would be amazing. I will be suspended above the earth in an airplane. Yes. And my husband and four-year-old and I will arrive in Korea and Seoul and be escorted immediately to a hotel room chosen by the Korean government and hopefully we'll be left together. They might have my husband in a separate room, hoping that doesn't happen. And there we will stay for 14 days, only opening the door to receive food left at the door by the hotel staff. Yeah. Can you imagine? So this is going to require some serious creativity to make it fun. Our four-year-old has not spent a day of his life with us where he has not stepped outside. And I mean, I crave people and trees and air, but there will be <laughs> in that hotel room for 14 days at least. It might be longer. And I've got my suitcase. It's going to have a 220-volt rice cooker. You know, the voltage is different. And I'm bringing lentils that I can figure out how to cook in a rice cooker and bring tahini and all kinds of backup food just in case they don't really understand what vegan or even vegetarian means because uh, I'm not eating plates of meat in there and I won't have any other choice. Can't get delivery. <laughs> can't go grocery shopping. So it's going to be really interesting. We're ready for anything, you know, ready to do whatever it takes. And I've ordered three sets of ridiculous fake eyelashes that I plan on putting on my husband and son. And we're going to bring a nai, like a Turkish flute. And I swear to God, I'm going to get a sound out of it and a travel speaker and the belly dance body and soul playlist that will help us dance whenever we need to move. And we need movement to bring us joy and help us return to our own expansiveness that is inherently there that cannot be contained in the hotel room walls. But after those 14 days, we will be going on a great adventure outside of that hotel that I can't wait to share with you when I return. We will be free in South Korea, a country that has handled COVID so much better than my home, the US. Speaking of COVID, I know this podcast is called A Little Lighter and I truly value and train myself to focus on what I want more of in my life. But I'm going to be honest, I am so goddamn tired of this shit. I know that doesn't help, but my heart aches for the trance-like comfort. I find sweating on a crowded dance floor with drums and strings vibrating my skin and modifying my heartbeat. And my heart aches for all of us dancers without gigs right now. For all of us dancers who don't even see anyone get to see each other's reflections in the studio mirrors or see each other backstage all dolled up or on stage dancing our hearts out. We can't have dinner together after the workshop right now, you know? My heart goes out to all of us dancers. And one of these dancers was my friend Aaron. We were in our very first belly dance class together in the year 2000 and Aaron showed me how to make some of my very first belly dance costumes. She was on stage with me the very first time I performed a belly dance choreography. I was terrified. She took me to my first Pensac Medieval Festival which changed my life and we went to many of those festivals again for years after. We shared a tent sometimes and so many nights we danced around the fire together. When Aaron was pregnant with her second child we wrapped her in silk and unveiled her baby belly as we performed to the Greek Rimbetico song Make Up a Bed. This woman is irreplaceable. And I'm sharing this because Aaron's parents just came to Ithaca to spread some of her ashes on the campus, Cornell, where we met. Her parents were sweet enough to book our Airbnb and I blessed the space before they arrived. You know, I burned sage and left them wine and photos of their beautiful daughter. Some photos they may have never seen. 
And Aaron's parents invited me to have some wine with them. And now I'm just swimming in the memory of her. Aaron passed away in May of 2020, a couple months after COVID hit the US, you know, still in shutdown, lockdown, whatever you call it. And I still don't know what happened to Aaron. We were just told that she was involved in an accident that she could not recover from. And Aaron has three kids. The youngest is about my son's age and her husband. I was there when they met. Her husband loved her deeply and now she's gone. If you are hurting right now, please return soon to whatever brings you joy. What is right is always available. Just like what is wrong is always available. We can choose to keep looking for what is right and expand it. If you searched for my friend Aaron Sharp's obituary, uh, the photo on the top is not some blurry headshot cropped out of a family photo. The photo on her obituary page is from her pinup girl photo shoots. <laughs> and Aaron is wearing sexy lederhosen costume and is playfully balanced on a bar stool with her legs up and a giant beer stein in her hand. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I'm trying like hell to focus on the good stuff, like her generosity, her talent, how much she loved to dance and make costumes, how even when she moved away, she would always try to squeeze in a visit with me when she came back to Ithaca for work. So what is all of this teaching me? Why do I want to know what happened to Erin when she's gone regardless? It doesn't matter what happened. She's gone. I'm struggling with that. I saw this quote from writer Hope Eloser. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly. A-L-O-C-E-R. It was posted in a Facebook group page for dancers that I'm in. And it says that behind every dancer, there's someone that broke her. A song that moved her. A moment that inspired her. And a dance floor that healed her. I wish Erin had that floor that could heal her when she needed it. So what can I learn? What can I learn? How can we make the floors of our homes into dance floors that heal us. Even with the loneliness and the frustration and sadness sometimes choking us until we feel like we can't even breathe, we can take another breath. We can move our feet. We can turn on a song and dance, even if we don't feel like it, and allow the floor to hold us until our breath again reaches our bellies all the way down and stirs our souls. <sighs> Rest in peace, Aaron. I love you and I will always love you. When I found out about Aaron's death, I went in my woods and got pretty witchy and just started making a place for her to be in those woods. When she's ready to come there, she will. So I'm getting ready to go across the world again. I love Asia. It feels so good to me to be very far away from New York. In those 14 days of quarantining together in a hotel room in Seoul, we will be dancing every day. And it will keep us sane, probably even make us happy. So now we prepare for adventures back over to the other side of the world. I can't wait to share this great adventure that we're going on with you after it's done. We'll be back in late December hopefully right before Christmas. I may fall off the podcast map for a couple weeks, but when I return, you will get all of the amazing shows that I mentioned earlier in this episode. I mean, haven't you always wanted to chat with Carolina Noricchio about the birth of ATS or ask an amazing oud player like Carmine the best way for a dancer to acknowledge the band? It's all coming to you soon. And I wish you a happy Halloween and a powerful election day and experience casting your ballot. And in honor of my friend Aaron and all of you who might be feeling sometimes like you can't move, I want to offer something on how to be unstoppable. Years ago, 
I learned how to scream. I was in the circle of trees staring into the scorching summer sun and someone was beating a drum and my teacher kept shouting. I didn't even know I was resisting until he asked, how can you get the benefits of this if you don't really scream? I realized I had never screamed before. I was limiting myself for no fucking reason and it made me angry. I screamed uncontrollably. I screamed from my gut, doubling over until all of my fear rode tears down my cheeks and disappeared into the dust. For a moment, there was no worrying about looking good or doing it right. There was only the scream and the sun. And then I walked barefoot on top of burning coals, professing to the forest that I am unstoppable, and leapt through the air three stories high in a canopy of trees, again exclaiming, I am unstoppable. And I landed, knowing that I am on this earth to dance and teach and create and radiate health and love. I'm unstoppable. Self-doubt has no place in my life and neither does distraction or negativity without a lesson to be learned because we're warriors and there is no end to our celebration and our devotion to the light. We carry it on from centuries past, never wishing our situation was better. Instead, as Jim Rohn said, keep wishing we were better because that's what warriors do. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. This next part was inspired by a warrior's creed, which was written by an anonymous 14th century samurai. Carelessness is my enemy. I focus on meaning. Purpose is my armor. I slay distraction and confusion. Connection to everything is my sword. Self is but an expression of all. So that's what I'll leave you with and that's what I'll internalize too as I head on this big journey across the pond and thank you so much for listening. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, if I've ever given you gifts in this podcast that have improved your life, please just write a review for a couple minutes, won't take long. Write a review in whatever platform you listen to this podcast in and help others discover it as well. Much love. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on aliciafree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.